Scanner School. This is session number 225. We're talking today about whether or not live scanner feeds have hurt the hobby. And we're going to play both sides here. We're going to say, did it hurt the hobby? Did it help the hobby? I've got some feedbacks, information, and I'll give you my my uh, thoughts on this entire process here. Now, again, if you want to follow along with any of the session notes from today's podcast, you can do so by going to our website, which is scannerschool.com slash session Two two five. So again, my name is Phil Lichtenberger, and this podcast is here to teach you everything to know about the scanner radio hobby. Before we start, again, I am looking for more questions for the next upcoming Ask Scanner School podcast session. And that's a session where I answer your questions. And if you submit your questions via our voicemail lines, I will put you in the running for a free tutoring session. So you can pick up the phone right now, or maybe wait till the end of the podcast and dial 516 308 2885. That goes straight to voicemail. You leave me a voicemail and I'll play it back and answer it on the next or an upcoming podcast episode. Or you can go to scannerschool.com slash ask. Fill out the form. That will email me your question. Or you could press on the speak pipe link. And again, using the microphone that's built into your phone, your tablet, or your computer, you can leave me a message as well. So speak pipe or our local number, again, 516-308-2885 puts you in the running for a free tutoring session. So a bit of a backstory here is I have been streaming a couple of radio feeds from my county to the internet since the year 2005. This was before sites like Broadcastify or Scan America were a very big thing. And again, we had to roll our own, right? We had to figure out how this was done. And there are several different ways that we could have done it at the time. We could have set up our own Shoutcast server or an Icecast server. And then the software to actually stream was kind of cryptic at best, too. It really didn't exist in a lot of how it exists these days. And it really was a hodgepodge of different pieces of software that we used to get things done. We used a piece of software that would take just the audio out from the microphone or, or the, the input of the computer and feed that out. Then there was another piece of software we would run that would scrape the metadata off of the serial port. And then that would inject it into an update into the, the IceCast server. And then we had to have the IceCast server running, and then we'd have to make our own players and our websites, and then that would feed into basically the rest of the world. And again, this was way before things like Broadcastify rolled through that make it extremely easy to do your own live scanner feeds. Of course, before there were even apps, too, to even get things out there. Now, people like me would use live scanner feeds as kind of like a way of reaching out to the community and making ourselves different from other local scanner radio websites because some radio websites would just give you information, like, you know, here's here's the frequencies for the area. But I, w I took it one step above, right? I actually added the live scanner feeds. I gave people a way of communicating as far as a live chat room and stuff like that. So you can actually start buffing and listening at the same time and getting engaged with other users. Again, before we had applications that would allow us to do that. Today's a whole lot easier. And that's why I'm bringing up the question. 
Did live scanner feeds actually hurt the hobby? Did it become too easy now to listen to the scanner radios? And is this now causing a problem with what it is that we listen to now over the air? Now, before we get any further in this week's podcast, I want to take a few minutes to thank our Patreon supporters. Now, Patreon is an affordable way for you to support the podcast and our upcoming expansion into YouTube for 2022. So think of Patreon as the PBS model of helping out Scanner School. For a monthly or yearly donation, not only do you help support the podcast, but depending on your donation tier, you will receive certain benefits. The most popular benefit tier being our $5 a month or the $51 a year tier. It's the same tier. We just discount if you can pay us over a year. Now, this tier offers the podcast and YouTube videos early. And also, you receive a free squelchy pack of stickers, several discounts, and access to our monthly live scanner radio roundtable discussion we hold monthly on Zoom. Oh, and by the way, most of the Patreon levels also get a special version of the podcast that does not include the middle advertising break in each episode. Now find out more about Patreon and our supporting tiers by visiting scannerschool.com Patreon. I'd also like to take a moment here and thank all of our Patreon supporters. Alan Gonzalez, Arthur Heron, Bill Kay, Brandon Sammons, Brian King, Buzz Gold, Chris Paris, Craig Harper, Dan, Dave Pascoe, David C., Danny Crotty, Ed Walsh, Edward Bramlett, Glenn Wright, Greg Johnson, Guy Lee, Jack Haycock, Jacques Berry, James Broxson, James Felling, James Peruta, Jay Reed, Jeff Block, Jeff Chapman, Jeff McLeod, Jim B., Jim Heinrich, Joe Curtis, John Cordov, John Keel, John Sweeney, John Goldenberg, Joshua Robb, Ken Newberry, Kenneth Fowler, Kevin Zwicky, Lenny Bauer, Les Stevenson, Lloyd R., Mark Beebe, Mason Kramer, Michael Gorman, Michael Kroger, Mike Lopez, Nicholas Stenger, Paul T. Paul Seish, Randy Lee Wright, Raymond Hill, Ronnie Box, Sal Marandolis, Scott Lefkren, Tim Mazza, Ted Glendi, and William Arcand. Okay, so as I discussed a few minutes ago, live scanner feeds are nothing new when it comes to the scanner radio hobby, right? It's just the access to them is a lot easier. Now, again, I started with this back in 2005, but you could have done it even before that, right? You could have you could have injected this stuff in with the old AOL days when you had your own homepage or GeoCities or something like that. And I'm sure there were people out there that were actually doing that. But it's like I said, it's become a lot easier and more mainstream, I think, to do that these days. And there's many ways that you can currently stream audio to the internet so that other people can listen to them, such as, again, setting up a live feed and sending it to your own website. Now, I do this right now with several feeds that are exclusive to my own Scanner Radio website. These are feeds, again, that I use as magnets to bring people over to my personal site, and I do not share them with other larger websites such as Broadcastify. Now, again, the reason for that is maybe it's a temporary feed. Maybe it's something that I want to broadcast that maybe is in violation of the Broadcastify terms of service. Maybe it's something that I just want to play around with on my own. Maybe it's a remote-controlled scanner that, again, is going to be wherever it's going to be, and I don't want people to have access to it. Or maybe I want to make it so that it's a premium setup so that only people who are on a certain level, account level, can listen to and control the radio, right? There's ways around using it as, I don't know, a, a way to make yourself different. Let's just put it that way. Now, again, we can always stream towards Broadcastify. That's, again, the largest streaming website here, I think now in the hobby. And they bought out, I think it was Scan America or, or something like that, 
back in the day. I think Gordon Edwards was the one who was running that website. And um, great website. And I think it was acquired by Broadcastify and, and wrapped into the radio reference platform. And it just made sense to have that happen. I know people who stream or streamed to Twitch. Twitch was a great way of doing it because it gave you a very easy way to archive the audio. If you had a piece of software like uh, Butel's software or FreeScan or ProScan or anything that gave you a heads-up display of the scanner that was actually running in a graphical format, you could just capture that window and feed that out towards Twitch. Again, Twitch gave you a great platform because it was near real-time. Uh, the audio quality was decent. It allowed users to come in and to listen and to chat about what they heard on the radio. It didn't take any coding really on your end because the platform was already there and available to be able to do that. And again, people could tip you and, and whatever else I would assume on Twitch, or at least you give them a way to follow you and, and also donate to the cause. Again, with Twitch, we also have applications like Zello. Now, again, I know people who run stuff on Zello. Zello is easy to set up as well because it's a push-to-talk application. And what you would do is you would bring the, the scanner into your computer and you would use a Vox plugin or a Vox setting on Zello. And that would allow basically no transmission to happen when there was no audio coming through. But once audio would come through from your scanner, it would trip the Vox and then it would send audio to your Zello server. And this is great because for data management, you're only sending data when data is present and you're only receiving data when there's audio present as well. So it's a very easy way to minimize the amount of bits and bytes, basically, you're being charged from your cellular provider if that is how you are monitoring things. And of course, now we can get over to Discord, right? Again, I've, I've been tinkering now with doing audio over on Discord primarily as a private feed and would like to do more with Discord, to be honest with you. I think there's an opportunity there for us to bring in maybe a couple of scanner radio specific groups that don't have any other way of streaming, such as I want to talk, I don't want to spill the beans here, but Kenneth, if you're listening, Maybe there's a way we can put the uh, the 1033 talk group onto the Discord server for others to listen to. But I think we would actually need to dedicate <laughs> another hotspot to that. So we would have to uh, we'd have to figure that one out. To be honest with you, but um, there's a lot going on that we can do again to bring into Discord. And again, too, Discord has the ability to have live rooms and you can mute all the users out there. And again, I've done that with stuff like my uh, Hurricane Sandy replay feeds that I do here and uh, some other feeds that I that I broadcast. Again, I broadcast them right over to my own website and I've been looping them into Discord. Now, again, why would I bring it to Discord? Bring attention to the server and maybe bring more people over to it and discover what's on there because they're coming in for the live feeds. Let them also communicate and, and interact with other people who are on the Discord server. What other ways are there to stream to the internet is private in-house systems and applications. I know there's other hardware applications out there that many fire departments use. They basically get a, a black box, which has a computer and a scanner and a sound card built into it. And they just connect it to an antenna and a power source and basically is pre-configured. And then all the firefighters basically get an application on the phone and sign into the app. And then it connects them to the live scanner feed that is running out of their firehouse or wherever else they happen to put it. Now, again, that's a monthly subscription for the fire department and it makes things easy for them to have a private feed for just themselves. So there's a lot of different ways that we can get scanner radios onto the internet. And again, like I said, it's nothing new. It's just a matter of the way of developing or, or delivering the content. Now, who uses 
these live scanner feeds? Well, the obvious one are us, right? The hobbyists, those who want to listen to the scanner radios or listen to the scanner. I sound old now. Those who want to listen to scanner radios, right? Are the ones who are going out there and hunting for live scanner feeds to see what they can listen to. But there are other people out there who are using them. Again, for example, is fire departments might be using them to listen to their home departments, right? Their own fellow firefighters that are probably going to an emergency or something like that. And they want to be able to keep tabs on what is happening if they were in town, basically, right? Well, who else could be using it? Well, you get agencies such as the media who are using live scanner feeds. And again, why are they using live scanner feeds? Well, to give them the ability to listen to breaking news or, or a or story or even to backfill a story and add more content to a story. And of course, you can also have other public safety agencies who might be using live scanner feeds. Maybe they don't have the ability to monitor somebody else's dispatch center or maybe they are coming in from miles away or towns away or even states away into a mass casualty incident and they want to know what's going on. Maybe they have the opportunity now to listen to what is happening on the emergency scene before they even pull up thanks to live scanner audio. So how do we listen to live scanner feeds? Very easy. Well, you can visit the host's website on your computer. So whether it be my website to scan stuff here on Long Island, or you can go to Broadcastify. You go to Broadcastify with your computer, you click on the state, you click on the county, you navigate to the feeds, you click on play, and boom, it drops or pops open a a player that you can now pause and and, and play and, and whatnot. Right. So there's there's things like that that we can we can start to use. There's applications online such as your smartphones applications. Uh, Scanner Radio is one of my favorites. Uh, 5.0 Radio is another one that's been around for a long time. And also Broadcastify, again, has their own live scanner feed. I'm not really a big fan, unfortunately, of their app. I, I like Scanner Radio. It's just the one I've been using forever since uh, since it's been out. That's really the app that I've been using. Again, you've got Broadcastify. We talked about Zello. And again, we talked about Discord servers, right? These are all different ways that you can log in and listen to live scanner radio feeds. So let's talk about the pros, right? How are these a good thing for the scanner radio hobby? Why are they great? Well, they allow you to listen to events that are outside of your coverage area. Now, we all know this, right? There's a certain limitation on how far that we can receive radio signals. So whether it be a few blocks away, a few miles away, Maybe if you're lucky, a few states away, right? There's a certain limit to that. Now, what are those limiting factors? Well, first of all, it's your your placement, right? Your antenna placement. Are you using a handheld antenna in your basement or do you have an antenna that's 100 and something feet up on a tower? The higher your antenna, the further you can listen. Now, what about the, the other user you're trying to monitor? Are they using a low power radio or are they also using a couple hundred watts from a high 100-foot tower or a couple hundred-foot tower as well, right? Again, the higher that their antenna is and the more power they use, the further they can go. Again, that's an and-or statement right there. So the higher their antenna or the more power or both the higher and the you know, more power they use, the further that they, their signal will propagate. And again, propagation, again, right there, we got another one, right? You can have skip and, and tropoducting and what else, right? A lot of these things really take an effect on how far that you can monitor. So we can use the internet and radios that are 
across town, across the country, across the globe to listen to radio that is not receivable in our own backyard. So that's one way that we can use it as a benefit to us. We could tap into major events, right? And, and we've seen this happen. There's There's been major newsworthy events that happen at certain times, unfortunately. And if you look at Broadcastify, you'll notice a huge spike in the number of listeners for that feed. Now, again, this gives people like us in the hobby an opportunity to listen and to hear what's going on and to be part of that breaking news. But again, you've also got news agencies who are coming in and they're listening to it as it happens. So, you know, there's 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 issues that do arise on it, but I think as a pro, it really does allow us to listen to a lot more of what's going out there. Now, again, how can these live feeds be used as a pro, right? Well, they can add to a news story. So if you're looking at a uh, something that happens on the news and they're showing something, you might have seen it yourself, right? You'll see uh, some some B footage, right, or, or, or part of the crime scene. And then you'll get a, a blurb or a text blurb on the screen with the audio from Broadcastify. And, and they would use that kind of as a – to enhance – their report right as to what's going on and you can you can definitely use it that way again as a pro or a con but you can also use it to go back to an event after it's already happened so say you know it happened in the middle of the night now you want to go back you want to hear what happened you can again go to websites like broadcastify and then play back audio from a particular date and time and listen to things again they can also be used as training exercise enhancements as well i've had agencies locally to me say, hey, you know, we were listening to our own tapes that we used to record and we didn't capture any of this stuff. But listening to your audio, we we heard it. So first of all, what frequencies are you listening to? Secondly, can we get a copy of that audio so that we can use it to better give to our guys so they can understand that maybe they, on the, they were on the wrong channel or give it to the dispatcher so he knows what to listen to or, or something like that. Now, I'm not faulting anybody. I'm just giving this as examples, but I, it has come up that they want to use the audio to break down what happened and I guess do a, um, not armchair quarterback, but just a rundown of what happened and and maybe even use as a radio training exercise because if people are talking too fast or they're keying over each other or not giving anybody an opportunity to answer back, that's a great way too of taking recorded scanner audio and using it to better yourselves when you're using your radio skills. Not to say that anybody is perfect or not perfect. It's just something when when you get excited, right? You, you just, your training kicks in. And it's one thing to have somebody tell you something, but it's another thing to have somebody sit down and explain it to you with proper tools, I guess, is the way, or examples. Something you could physically digest, not physically, or mentally digest, rather, and say, okay, well, that's why they're telling us to slow down, or that's why they're telling us to key the mic first and then speak, right? These, these Now I understand why it's important to follow proper radio etiquette when we have an exciting event, right? So 
there's things like that that really help to be beneficial and what they can be used for. And of course, one more thing is to bring transparency to public safety. I am not an advocate one way or the other. And I understand from a scanner radio user why we want to have things unencrypted. But I also understand from a public safety standpoint why they do want encryption. And again, that's a fine line. I think as scanner radio users, we probably need to be open to both sides of the story here. We need to make our case clear on that one. But Again, we also can't be our worst enemies when it comes to what we do with the information. So on the other side of this break, we're going to talk about some cons of live scanner fees. I think we kind of alluded into that a little bit. And then again, anybody who is a Patreon member at $3 or more a month will skip this break. And for everybody else, we'll catch you in just a moment. Hey, did you realize it takes us almost $100 a week just to have this podcast episode professionally edited and sent over to you? This doesn't even include website and podcast hosting, administrative help, and other monthly subscriptions that are required to put the podcast out there. Now, you can help us offset these costs when you shop online. So if you're looking for a scanner radio or some software, looking to bid on items over on eBay, or if you're looking to purchase anything, and I mean anything, on Amazon, you can help support Scanner School in the process and this doesn't come at any extra cost to you. So please check out scannerschool.com support for the multiple different ways that we have out there that you can help support us when you shop online. Again, scannerschool.com support. Are you looking to learn more about the scanner radio hobby? We currently have courses on how to get started and up and running with software-defined radios and how to turn your SDR into a fully functioning scanner radio. With free software, you can see more and do more with trunking than ever before. And with new courses scheduled for the upcoming months, our offerings will be expanding into both Uniden and Whistler hardware and software. Check out our courses at courses.scannerschool.com or by looking for the link in this podcast description. National Communications Magazine is your personal library of scanner, CB, GMRS, FRS, MURS, and two-way radio articles written by the best minds in the business over the past three decades. Your NatCom personal online access account allows you to download the newest issues of America's Hobby Radio Magazine, as well as back issues, too. Visit natcommag.com to download your free sample issue and sign up today. Did you know that a pager can make a great addition to your scanner radio collection. And even if I didn't own East Coast pagers, I still have one or maybe a couple of pagers as a part of my scanner radio setup. This is because a pager can be used to just monitor your local fire department or your regional departments. And if you set it up correctly to alert you when the tones are sent over the air, then the pager will remain silent until you need to know what is going on. This frees up your scanner to monitor everything else that's going on besides your local stuff or can prevent you from missing the local stuff because your scanner is busy doing other things. Now, pagers aren't just limited to fire dispatches anymore. Unication has great solutions to monitor both analog and P25 paging systems where many public safety and police departments are switching over to. Swiss Home and Apollo make great analog solutions as well, and all three still sell Pogsack and Flex pagers, still in use by many departments for text alerting. East Coast Pagers is an Apollo, Swiss Phone, and Unication dealer serving the North American market. 
and of course is one of my online companies. So if you're looking for a personal use pager or one for your department, contact us for a free quote and let us know you're a Scanner School listener for something a little extra with your order. For our full inventory or to request a quote or just to contact us, please visit eastcoastpagers.com. Okay, so let's talk about some negatives when it comes to live scanner feeds. And maybe this is why it could be hurting the hobby. Now, I'm not hoping to use this for reasons for somebody to put together a case, but I do feel it is important and responsible to give both sides of this story here. But again, we're going to summarize everything and I will give you you know, my conclusion and my thoughts as to what I think really happened here. Right? Did we hurt or did we help the live scanner feed? So let's go through a couple of negatives here really quickly um, so that we don't focus on them and draw too much attention, right? So cons, right? So they can be used to coordinate civil disobedience. We've seen this happen with rioting, right? We, we have seen it where you've got groups that say, hey, you know, we hear PD is moving this way, or we hear that there's PD uh, arresting people over here, or we hear that, you know, things are moving in this direction. We need people to mobilize over here. Now, that's going to happen whether or not you have a live scanner feed or not. Let's just put that out there, right? If you've got people on the ground and they're organized and they're, and they're dead set on civil disobedience, having a live scanner feed is not going to prevent them from doing this. They will find a way and they will actually probably just have somebody out there local in, in an area monitoring the local activity anyway. So whether or not somebody is sitting across the country coordinating, I don't think that's happening, but I have to put it out there because it, it hypothetically speaking could be used for that. Some more of the cons, what happens with live scanner feeds? Well, it becomes a air quotes here. It becomes a reason, right? Why agencies want to go with encryption or they want to go encryption because they don't want people to be able to broadcast their radio feeds to the internet. It can be used in a negative way. If the media wants to scrutinize how public safety or emergency services responded to a scene or acted on a scene or anything else that had to do with radio traffic that they might have said or not said when they should have or should not have said something. So that's something, again, proper ra radio training could come into effect and and completely eliminate that from from ever happening. But again, if the media wants to spin a story one way or another, they will cherry pick and choose whatever it is they want to cherry pick and choose. Likewise, if they want to cherry pick and choose what I'm talking about here on the podcast, and all they want to do is take apart one little bullet point from my list of cons, they would do that to say, hey, you know, the host of Scanner School said that live scanner feeds should never happen because of this one reason here. Right. Never mind the fact that I just talked about for 15 minutes about the pros and why we should have scanner radio live scanner feeds. Right. They will cherry pick exactly what it is that they want to do to move their story or push their audience one way or another. Right. There's a word for that. It's called propaganda. We're not going to get political here, but just putting it out there that I don't think one way or another, it's, it's, if, 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 if that's the motive, then they're going to find anything. It's with anything, right? It's not just with live scanner feeds. They, they would just pick something else that was out there too. It's not that. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> if the media wants to establish so too, uh, we're going back on this one, but it's my last bullet point, I promise you. If the media wants to establish how long it takes between when a phone call is made to 911 versus how long it takes to be dispatched versus how long it actually takes to get scene, units to arrive on scene. I see that happen 
a lot of times where they say, you know, time to um, time to scene is seven minutes, time to scene is eight minutes, time to scene is two minutes, and it can be used one way or another. And they, they don't necessarily need to pull scanner radio audio to get that information. It's easy for them to do, but they could easily file a FOIL request and ask for the logs from from the public safety agency. Hey, what time did this come in? What time did this come in? What time did you get responded? What time did you guys show up on scene, right? They could also get that information regardless if there was a scanner radio app or live feed to help them out with that one, right? So again, this becomes a point where it's like, yeah, this is a could be a tool, but not necessarily the only way of them getting the option. So let's start wrapping things up here, right? Did live scanner feeds actually hurt or did it help the scanner radio hobby? Well, you know what? I'm leaning towards the side that this has helped the scanner radio hobby. Now, why does this help the scanner radio hobby? Well, it helps the scanner radio hobby because many people were introduced to the hobby due to live scanner radio feeds. This was especially true when you have times like COVID, right? People were home. They were looking for something to do. They were looking for something to keep them entertained. Maybe they uncovered the fact that, hey, I've got a scanner radio in my closet. I haven't used it. Let me discover what's out there. Holy crap, I can't listen to anything. Oh, wait, I can go on the internet and listen to what it was I'm missing. And maybe now you have somebody who is being introduced to the next level of scanner radios due to live scanner streams. You could have a whole new generation of people too who just started listening to to, uh, to scanners and were introduced to scanners because they, they realized that I can listen to this? This is something that's out there that I can pick up? I never knew I can listen to the fire department or listen to the police. What else is out there I can listen to? Let me get a radio and find out what if I can start sleuthing around and hearing what else is out there, right? And getting introduced to the fact of the secrets are in the searches, right? What else is out there? It allows people to start listening to the scanner radio hobby without having to invest in hardware, Again, that becomes a stumbling block to people. Do I need a $80 radio? Do I need a $30 radio? Is a Balfong good enough? Is is an SR30C what I need? Or do I need to go for an SDS100 or an SDS200? Holy cow, my head is killing me. I don't know which one to go for. But I already have a smartphone. I already have a tablet. I already have a computer. I already have an internet connection. Let me see if there's an app for that. Holy cow, they're right. There is an app for that. And I can go ahead and listen to live scanner radios without having to invest a lot of money. And for a lot of people, that's good enough, right? They don't need the ability to come in here and control what the scanner is listening to because that is a reason why we want our own radios, right? Because we can pause and program our own radios and listen to what it is that we want to listen to, especially without a delay, right? But talking from a perspective of getting people into the hobby, this I think has helped tremendously when it comes to bringing positive attention to the scanner radio hobby. And again, part of the barrier, right, being the hardware, not only understanding what hardware is required, but how do you set it up? How many people have gotten confused the first time you programmed a trunk radio system or understanding what talk groups are or difference between P25, phase one, phase two, right? Imagine just coming into the hobby right now and not understanding any of this and trying to listen to what's on the scanner. That's why radios like the Home Patrol platform or services like Scanner Master's hometown programming are very popular. Now, again, if you need your scanner programmed and you want them to do it, you can go to scannerschool.com slash scannermaster, and that's our affiliate link. We'll, we'll, we will get credit for the referral to that one. But 
it gives you the ability to understand, you know, what is out there before you start investing in a lot of time and a lot of money. What if you spent a lot of time and a lot of money trying to set up your scanner and you're not hearing anything? Well, a live scanner radio fee can also help you when it comes to diagnosing an issue with your scanner. Is there just nothing to listen to? Or is my scanner broken or not receiving or do I have to tweak something on my end? Because if you compare now side by side a live scanner radio feed versus your own personal radio that's in your hand or on your desk, if they're both are quiet, okay, they're quiet. But if the live scanner radio feed is just chatting away and you're not hearing anything, well, guess what? It's time to start diagnosing some issues you have with your scanner radio. Live scanner radio feeds can be used as a tool to help you fine-tune or troubleshoot what might be going on with your own desktop radio. Now, it also helps you by keeping peace of mind. Imagine that you are from small-town Midwest or small-town South U.S. or even New York City right, or Boston or something like that, and a major disaster happens. You've got relatives that still live there. You might have taken your own and, and, and moved across country, but when something happens and it's your hometown, maybe you want to know what's going on back there. Live scanner fees give you the ability to dial into your old stomping grounds and listen to rescue efforts and to hear what's going on and how bad things might be, right? It is nothing like being able to listen to an old place and understand, holy cow, this is what they're dealing with right now? Maybe it will help you donate to the Red Cross or maybe you may want to fly home and see if you can help or maybe get your family out of the area if, if at all possible, right? Look, maybe even your family who's in that area is only has their cell phone on hand and, and they're making phone calls to family members. You can say, hey, I hear that they're, they're doing water you know, delivery and food delivery at the firehouse over here, or I'm listening to the scanner and I'm hearing that everything is down, just stay put, right? Just hunker down and stay home for a couple of days if possible and let emergency services come to you because it's too dangerous outside. Or maybe I hear there's looting going on, right? Stay out of the city. There's a lot of things that you might be able to do to help your loved ones because you're able to listen to a live scanner feed so you know what's going on where they live. Now, summary also, did this hurt the hobby? Yeah, I think it hurt the hobby because I think a lot of agencies decide to push for encryption because of live scanner feeds just to prevent people from listening. But let's talk about a compromise here. What kind of compromise could we do to keep live scanner feeds? Not that I, again, am promoting or, or hoping for or ever wishing for encryption because I am definitely not. But a compromise might be for an agency to say, look, we will stream our own dispatch frequencies or talk groups, but we'll delay them by an hour or two hours or something like that. Why not? The, the, the activity is already over. You're still given transparency. You're still giving me my fix on the ability to listen to scanner radio traffic that I would not necessarily have been able to listen to on my own. I think with encryption and a delay, I think that we can at least compromise the fact in saying, yes, we can both remain happy, but we need to be able to do that. And also realize, too, that there might be tactical channels that are completely encrypted, whether or not they live stream or not, right? And that's the best we can hope for when we hear the word encryption. Please keep dispatch unencrypted with this sensitive information. Move over to a tactical channel and encrypt that. I think a lot of people out there 
would agree that that's an okay situation. But again, there's a lot of people out there too who just believe that it's a public safety agency, it's their taxes, and they deserve to listen to it. I'm not, whatever. That's your argument, right? And again, if that's something you want to discuss, come on our Discord server. I would love to see this hashed out and debated responsibly and like an adult <laughs> on our Discord server. And again, you can join our Discord by going to scannerschool.com slash Discord. So in conclusion, what do I feel about the scanner, radio hobby, and live feeds? Well, in conclusion, I think the hobby's got a lot more attention to it thanks to live scanner radio feeds and the use of live feeds in news reports, right? I think it's allowed more people to experience a scanner radio over an application and those may never have understood what a scanner radio was or what it could do. Or maybe it's that something strange that their grandparents listened to or their parents listened to and they never understood it and now they're getting it, right? I think it also allows agencies to realize that they can coexist with scanner radio users. And it also brings in more applications, to the scanner radio hobby. I think a lot of people are getting introduced to the scanner radio thanks to software-defined radios. And there's applications out there that allow you to take talk groups and queue them up and create playlists such as RDIO Scanner. What a great piece of software that allows you to take an SDR on a trunk system, create your own playlist, feed it to an internet, already have a web page set up for you, that is a great way to also stream audio. We didn't talk about it earlier in the podcast because it wasn't really radio, uh, scan radio specific. It's more software-defined radio. But since we're talking now about software-defined radios, again, streaming to the internet through RDIO scanner or SDR sharp uh, virtual servers, even SDR console virtual uh, radios that are out there, give you the ability to tune into somebody else's radio, play around with it, listen to something that's outside of your area, if you want to learn more about software-defined radios and how you can use them and even how you can drop one off, set one up, and serve one out to somebody else, check out our SDR training courses over at courses.scannerschool.com. So as a reminder, I am looking for questions for our upcoming Ask Scanner School podcast episodes. Make sure you go to scannerschool.com slash ask or leave a message right now at 516-308-28. And if you have any comments or feedback to this podcast episode, please, let's go over to Discord. Let's talk about it. Scannerschool.com slash Discord. Also, please make sure you subscribe to this podcast episode by clicking on subscribe on your favorite podcast player or signing up for our email newsletter or also click and subscribe on our YouTube channel if you are listening to this over on YouTube. And if you're on that TikTok app, please go ahead and give us a follow over there. We're at Scanner School, and we are definitely making some waves over on that platform now as well. So we will catch you all again next Tuesday for the next podcast episode. Great episode coming up. And as always, my name is Phil Lichtenberger, and this is Scanner School. We teach you everything to know about the scanner radio hobby. 73.